<laughs> we good now. I, I I did that exact same shit with Joe on mine. I'm just like, because it like the R is outlined, but like the whole uh, box has to be red. But because oh, the R is red as opposed to white, I just be like, oh, all right, you know, we yeah. Till I hear recording, and ain't nothing showing up there. Anyways, welcome to Politics as Usual, episode hey. 19. 19, yeah. Um, I am AJ. Uh, with me is Ronnie. Uh, Fee is still not here yet. I, I'm not even about to tell y'all. I'm about to give y'all. Uh, it, it's actually not his fault. I'll let him explain it. Yeah, to it's, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know how much of, I don't know how much of that man business he went out in the streets, but it's actually not his fault that he's not here this week. Um. But yeah, we figured we'd uh we do an episode. Um, a lot of shit going on in the world. Yeah, very eventful uh, um couple of days. Eventful is probably the least of the. I don't know, man. I, I've I've been all over the place, man. I've been, I've been angry. I've been sad. I've been disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. and most of the motherfuckers I've been disappointed at are black people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, because with, because with white people, it's like okay, you know, they're either gonna be indifferent or they're gonna try to redirect. Right. But if you're, but in twenty twenty, if you're black and you're still doing whataboutism, then yeah, you're a part of the problem. Yeah, exactly. Like there, there is no, there is no what about. There is no, what does this help? Like, I, I am one hundred percent done with dealing with anybody who is parroting coon rhetoric in two thousand twenty. Like I'm, I'm done with that shit. Like, mm-hmm. D, who is one of the nicest people on the planet. You know, the other day she put in our group me that she feels sorry for those people, which I expect because D's actually mm-hmm. a good person, and I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna say I'm not a good person. I just don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I am, I'm no longer feeling sorry for people who have been programmed to be anti-black. Like, if you can't mm-hmm. see the shit that's going on in this country and change your way of thinking. And realize that you are not going to be the exceptional Negro. That asking these people nicely ain't going to change shit. Because motherfuckers been asking nicely for 400 years. Like, this country was literally built on riots and protests. Mm-hmm. Like, white exactly. people, like, white people talking about violent solves nothing. Love fucking Samuel Adams and Paul Revere. Mm-hmm. With, they, with them dressing, dressing up like Native Americans. Which, by <laughs> the way, was racist as hell. But y'all motherfuckers <laughs> love... Bruh, bro, they had a protest. And they framed it. On, on, on indigenous people. I mean, <laughs> like, and I tweeted that shit earlier, and Joe and uh, Chuck were like, "Yo, I didn't know that." And I'm like, "Yeah, man." Like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Like they they framed it on like this country was literally founded on riots and racism. Like these are things that are true, and now people are rioting because of racism, and everybody wants to. What I've been shocked by is how many fucking white people who are typically indifferent or all lives matter have been so have been straight up black lives matter. And I don't mm-hmm. give a fish points for swimming, but I'm shocked by the shit. Yeah. Genuinely I mean, like what? Cuz cuz in the past like like I said earlier, it, it doesn't excuse it, but in those past cases there was just a little wiggle room to where you could be like where you could try to twist it. Here you can't twist it at all. It is what it is. What you saw is exactly what happened. So if you try to go against that and say like oh well this happened or maybe he did this or maybe he did that then you're just full of shit basically. yeah and the corner is full of shit like we already see them setting up oh yeah for, yeah the we already see them setting up for the officer's acquittal like i don't want anyone to be surprised by that 
What I mm. what I care about is the fact that niggas have had enough. Um, mm. when I when I signed into work today, I like I was working in silence, which is rare for me. I usually have a, a TV show on or a podcast or some music on. I turned on the Pimple Butterfly like after like thirty minutes, and by the end of it, you get the Mortal Man, which is Kendrick doing that that full interview with Tupac. And there's a part where he starts talking about, I think motherfuckers is tired of riot rioting. I think mm-hmm. they think it's gonna be some looting, and and that's like that's what it's coming to. We ain't got there yet because people been looting, but I feel like mm-hmm. we at a point where the next time this shit happens, it's not gonna be no running up in the stores. Like these these nah. motherfuckers burnt down a whole police precinct. Mm-hmm. Like they people are fed up in Atlanta. They done took over the CNN building. Mm-hmm. Like they are protesting everywhere. Louisville done renewed their protest over Breonna Taylor and rest in peace to her. And I think I read something the other day that said her boyfriend uh, had the charges dropped against him for firing back against the officers. Which Good. That's true. That's great because Good. that was a complete setup. But people are fed up and I'm glad people are fed up like we this is what we need right now. Like we mm-hmm. can't we can't afford to have this wishy washy. So for me. The way I'm looking at it is, if you want some cool shit, I'm just not fucking with you. Like, yeah, it's, it's no, I, like, because cause, um, I had this conversation the other day, like, once again, it's 2020. I'm not here to educate anybody. I'm exactly. not here to educate. You have, the, you have the same access to the resources I had that framed my worldview. And, and especially if you're in black skin, like, you, like your day-to-day like the, the the day-to-day you live in like how, how could you not see this so i'm not trying to educate you in 2020 yeah, that's like, just what it is like i i in in october i was literally pulled over for driving a bmw with templates and had guns mm. drawn on me cuffed and god knows what what could have happened if thankfully the second officer that arrived on the scene was calm and i shouldn't even be say thank saying thankfully for that because the first he, did his, he did his job right. and that's and and you have to say thankfully when someone just does their job does their fuck like this, yeah. like the first officer rolled up because he saw a plastic sleeve in my back seat that had, that was holding my nephew's tablet charger he assumed it was some drugs because all he saw was bmw black man um in my door console my pistol was there which legally registered which i have a license to carry concealed that was sitting there so he saw those two things and immediately is like Pull him out the car, cuff him, like yanking on my door. Like that was a harrowing. I was two minutes from my mom's house. Two minutes. Mm-hmm. I was just driving back from, from kicking it with some friends I hadn't seen in forever. And I could have died. And so mm-hmm. when I hear people trying to excuse the police or try to front, like, would, like, nah, man. Like, no, fuck that shit. It's too close to home. Like, if anybody that I fuck with dies at the hands of police, I'm not, I'm not protesting peacefully. And if the shit happens to me, I don't want you niggas to protest peacefully. Like, fuck mm. all that shit. Tear some shit down. These fucking businesses will be okay. Target is going to be O-fucking-K. Target is going to be fine. Like, they Target will be okay. Target is going to be okay. They got insurance to cover all that shit. Like, I saw the post about... I can't remember what the business name was, but um, it was a, a small business that... that yeah, the, the, the Gundy Mahal um, yeah. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, in Minnesota. Beautiful, beautiful post, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the, the daughter of the owner said that, you know, they were sitting there and her father who owned the business and had built it up was sitting there and was like, man, my building can come back. What's important is that justice 
is is served for George Floyd. And that's the mm-hmm. type of shit that like these fucking businesses can be replaced, man. Like when do we get to mm-hmm. the fucking point where we care more about property and the damages that can be done to that shit than we do about a fucking human life? Those buildings and businesses will come back. George mm-hmm. Floyd cannot. He's gone. There ain't no Dragon Balls around this motherfucker. Yeah, those things are intangible and, and basically don't have value. Life has value. Like and, and those intangible things have value by what we as living beings apply to it. Exactly. So yeah, those those buildings could come back, those businesses are gonna be fine. But the fact of the matter is if you're upset about the riots, if you're upset about the looting, then um maybe be upset that innocent black men are losing their lives. Exactly. Just maybe. Innocent black men and women. Like it's it's it's, yeah, it's, right. it's it's far too common for this shit to be happening. Like there needs to be a fundamental check, and until it changes, this isn't good. Like I, I could have a I could go on a whole on a whole tangent about what needs to change, how this needs to change. We we talked about it in our group chat yesterday, but mm. I'm glad to see that society is at a tipping point. We're at a fever pitch right now. Mm. People are fed up. They're tired. They do not give a fuck anymore, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm 1,000% okay with the fact that people are fed up. People are, like, even even notorious uh, fit sitters like Justin Timberlake are out here saying shit. Uh, Justin Timberlake been appropriating black culture for, like, 17 years now, if not longer. Like, d- damn yeah. near two decades. Like, if we keeping it real. Like, when did Justify come out? When did he do the cornrow shit? Shit, that came out. That was, like, what, old two or three or Yeah, four? like, the cornrow shit happened in, like, 2000. Yeah. Some shit. So he's been doing this shit for two years and he finally was like, because he had a gaffe where he said some all lives matter bullshit a few years ago and then he was like, all right, all right. like he's mm. on that shit. And you know who I'm, you know, and I, and I shouldn't say proud of, but you know who I am most like who was talking that shit today on the fucking timeline? Taylor that? Rooks. Oh yeah. Taylor oh, Rooks yeah. was giving niggas bars today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Quoting Dr. King, she put $3,000 down on the Minnesota uh, Freedom Fund. If you do not know what that is, Minnesota Freedom Fund is giving money to bail out protesters who are being jailed. I put some money on it earlier today. I'm going to put some money on the Atlanta one uh, and the Louisville one. Like, I, I am, I am, she was giving motherfuckers bars today. She talked that shit about the cookout, which I've been telling you niggas for years now. Mm. All this, all this inviting every white person that shows you basic human decency. Like, like motherfuckers don't even understand. That's how ingrained the self-hatred is. Like, and you, you telling, you telling on yourself by, by reacting so excitedly to white folks who are giving you basic human decency. But then you turn around and you want to just give them the keys to the fucking city. All right. Because they showed you basic, that, like, that's the game. Be, like, because they, because they respect you as a human being, then they're like lifted up on on a, a pedestal right because like they, they're just treating because they're giving you the respect you deserve as a human being basically. like like they did something noble like get the fuck out of right. here like i i i that i've been i've been the most like even notorious maggots like randy orton in pro wrestling he's saying black lives matter like no all lives matter no he's outright saying black and again we ain't giving fish points for swimming i'm just talking about the people who notoriously stay away from this kind of shit not taylor rooks mm-hmm. by the way but the the, yeah. the people who notoriously stay away from this kind of shit that are like, hey, nah, this ain't acceptable. Like the, the they, other Taylor, Taylor Swift, Taylor, Taylor Swift put her fans, yeah, Taylor, Taylor Swift. fucking Swift, Taylor <laughs> Swift, man, like, dog. This, this this shit is this this shit is wild to me for so many reasons. But like, I, I this is the first time in a long time that I have experienced a 
I don't even want to call it hope, but the slightest bit of optimism about humanity and where this country is headed. Because mm-hmm. people are pissed. People mm-hmm. of all backgrounds are pissed. People are tired. And I don't know if maybe this this epidemic had something to do with it. Maybe it's a maybe it's the perfect storm of this it, academic economic unrest. That's exactly what it is. Don't that's exactly what it is because office. yeah because if if this wasn't preceded by basically the government and it's a and the economy that lies underneath the same, we don't care about you people. We don't care about you at all. Uh, and and the fact that a few days ago before this even happened, like um someone on CNN used the word like human capital stock. So yeah. It, you don't even have a life. So once you see someone, and, and no matter what what walk of life you're on, once you see someone lose their life in that manner, you're like, damn, they don't care about me either. So, so fuck it. And, and we've been telling motherfuckers this for however long, mm-hmm. but better late than never. Like th- this, this shit is astonishing. Like I, I, I in my life did did not think. And you know me. You know I'm a I'm a pretty pessimistic guy. I have zero faith in humanity. Like mm-hmm. I said, going into the 2016 election, this nigga's finna win. Niggas mm-hmm. are dumber than y'all think. Like, I'm notoriously like, yo, the worst of the worst will always rise to the top. And this has been, for me, like, all right, shit. Okay. Like I said, I, I, ain't, I ain't even mad at white people right now like I normally am. Well, I am. <laughs> right. But, like, I ain't, like, no more angry at white people than I normally am. Like, I'm looking at niggas like, yo, y'all motherfuckers are really, like, y'all niggas really are the weakest link. Yeah. Like, like, like. the worst enemy. Like you niggas really are like it's like you said a couple years ago the a lot of niggas idea of the best man they can be is a white man exactly and that's exactly. what a lot of you niggas is on you niggas is some fucking coons to the to the nth degree and I'm not associating with niggas that's on that coon shit I, I refuse I don't give a fuck how long nah. I've known you what you've done for me the minute you start spewing coon, coon rhetoric you are out of here because you just you you are worse than the white people doing this shit because you know this shit can happen to you. I don't give a to, fuck what you've done. To, to to explain this this coon phenomenon, basically, there is um I haven't been on Twitter all day, but there was a, a tweet I saw earlier that perfectly encapsulate all of this. Um, it the the to paraphrase the tweet, it's like um there's a slave re- revolution and, and the house slaves like why are y'all burning down our plantation, <laughs> and and it comes from a place of comfort. You would rather be in a bad situation but have a sense of comfort then shake the table and get yourself out of that situation because you don't know what lies on the other end. Yeah. And 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 the time has to come where you have to realize like okay, it, it it's better than this. You can't just accept what they give you. Yeah, it's better like, than this. And you got to fight for that. Like so, this ain't that like we motherfuckers is happy that instead of chitlins we getting we getting uh fucking hog maws now. Like right. no, nigga, like it's better than this. Like it's 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 other parts of the pig that we can get around this motherfucker. Like no, mm-hmm. this shit don't have to this shit don't have to happen. But <laughs> probably the fun, the funniest thing to happen today that I saw was this motherfucker Sean Sean King, aka Talcum X, <laughs> aka Mo Steph, aka aka M White Shyamalan, and the M stands for embezzle, aka Martin Luther King. This motherfucker went full tilt, full tilt at Barack Obama, and I was like, now, full disclosure. I don't disagree with everything he said about Barack Obama, but for you to have the audacity for to him say this of all shit, people. you yeah. who the Daily Beast just had an extensive article, and if you if you want to read the article, I'm I'm finna read. If you want, that is a 
That is a take. That is an epic takedown. This is the first time that De La Beast has done this, but it gets this is worse. Yeah, like I'm I'm finna retweet this shit right now. I just retweeted it on my Twitter account at Four Eyes, the Roman numeral four underscore eyes. I just retweeted that shit. It's a scathing takedown of him. Mm-hmm. It goes after his handling of the North Star, which he had he had support from motherfuckers like Susan Sarandon giving Susan him Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. It's just so like, go ahead. And then, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, when people ask him about the money, like, well, we tried it, it didn't work out. But, but we, out. we see you got a new car, though. So, where'd all the money go? The thing with him is, and I saw it when Lala tweeted out, like, a, a link to his Instagram it was like, hey, you need to follow Sean King for it. And people was like, yo, he's a scam. And I'm like, yo, y'all got to understand, these black celebrities mm-hmm. don't follow this shit day to day like we do. Mm-hmm. They are they are outside of the day to day experiences of black people. Like yeah, it's mm-hmm. great they're using a platform, but they don't follow what goes on with black people. All they know is for the past six, seven, eight years, whenever there's been a race racist incident in this country, Sean King is right there. He's front and center, retweeting it, supporting, tweeting out all these links, foundations. So for them, they're like, oh, this is a trustworthy name that we can put some that we could put some money behind. They don't know that simply he's because of the visibility. Yeah, simply exactly. because he he he's basically like parasitic. Like whenever something happens, he's right there and he's um, profiting off this. Dog, um, I, and- I said the other day. Sorry to cut you. I said the other day when the, when the article dropped, somebody was like, "He's going to tweet that he has a." It was D Ray actually. D Ray was like, "He's going to tweet that he has a family emergency. He's going to ignore the shit." And then Ransom had tweeted something, and I was like, "All that's going to happen is he's going to start retweeting black black trauma." A racist incident, mm-hmm. and all this shit's gonna get wiped away. Boom! Mm-hmm. All this shit blows Boom. up. That happens. Boom! Like that's all it takes. These celebs don't know no better, and I don't blame them for that. It's on us to be like, "Hey, yo, nah, this dude is a scammer. Nah. We can't fuck with him. He's going to take your money." Like I tweeted the link to the Minnesota Freedom Fund earlier. Somebody DM me was like, "Hey, bro, my, Sean King, Sean King ain't behind this, is he?" I was like, "Nah, double check that before." <laughs> nah, before nah. I even, <laughs> Before I put some bread, I ain't putting bread to judge that Sean King retweets. Yeah, they will, they will never see the money. Ever. They will never see the money. Ever. Like, I'm not paying for that <laughs> motherfucker to drive a new... Like, Sean King Sean King basically took the, the mega church pastor uh, formula and spun that shit into... Like, he, he did the shit that Umar should have did, basically. Like, if Umar really wanted the money for his school, Umar should have just started retweeting shit about black trauma and fundraising for that shit and just... Uh, Building and dissolving organizations, because that's all Sean King do. He put, mm-hmm. he gets a foundation or a or a, or a pack or a super pack together, puts some has people put bread up for it, fires all the motherfuckers that was excited to join the shit, then pays himself a salary, dips out, rinse, repeat. Soon as some shit happens, this motherfucker got a sick relative. <laughs> I'm I'm in the airport right now, flying to see my sick mother. I will respond to these allegations Whoa. later. Then he just finds a racist incident, retweets it, inflames the fires, and disappears into the bushes like Homer Simpson. That nigga <laughs> got that shit down. Pat, that shit is fucking hilarious. It, it's, it's, it's hilarious, but it's sad at the same time. Like, I can't believe he keeps getting away with this. But it's because you turn on you turn on Revolt and Diddy got this motherfucker on the panel talking. You a black celeb, you trust Diddy, you trust Revolt, and, and, you trust and, that black and, excellent and, shit they talking. And... And, and once again, if 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 you want to 
any celebrity, no matter what race, if you want to step out and talk about this and you make your voice heard, that's cool. But as the host of this panel, um, I don't think he realizes how tone deaf it was. So he has Sean King and he has Amy Schumer talking about two white people. I don't give a fuck what Sean King says about his lineage. He's white. He's he's basically what John B was in '97. Like we thought we thought John B was like Puerto Rican because of the because of the paper thin because yeah. yeah. of the paper thin chin strap and the fade. Like yeah. no, Sean King is yeah. white. That nigga's yeah. white. He is white. I know that's an oxymoron to say that nigga's white, but that nigga's white. That nigga's white. <laughs> that nigga's white. He's white. Like they, they, there ain't no blackness there at all. That's why they call the motherfucking Talcum X. If you ever see some fucking Talcum powder, that's why he's M White Scammer Man. <laughs> the, the best nicks, the best nicknames, the best nicknames. He has a whole like when I when I tweeted out earlier, I was like, I don't know if Martin Luther King is among his cabal of nicknames, but it should be because. <laughs> like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck tweeted me some nickname earlier. I gotta find that shit because that shit had me fucking dying too. I was like, Yo, come on, Chuck, like. <laughs> Frederick Smugless. <laughs> ah, yo, like, <laughs> this nigga got so many fucking scamming and white nicknames. Yeah, M, M, M White Scammer Man is my favorite. And the M is for embezzled, nigga. Like, that nigga, that nigga is be out here stealing. For, like they said, this nigga like dissolved a pack and paid himself one hundred sixty thousand dollars for the mm-hmm. year. Do you mm-hmm. know how nuts that is? Mm-hmm. And got away scot free. And got away with it. And it's and it's right back out here, leading the charge. Like this. That, <laughs> that's also a cautionary tale for any like creatives, any um, activists, any you know ground roots activists. Like, be aware of who you are attaching yourself to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not because... only you got to worry about parasites like him, you got to like like a lot of people retweeted the, the 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 picture of the brother in Ferguson who was throwing the tear gas back at, at the at the police, and he turned and a lot of those activists who was on the ground in Ferguson turned up dead. And like that's my thing. We got we have to do more than just be in the moment with these things. We got to follow these things. We got to make sure that ap- it's just like the nature of grief. Like they always say, like after the first two weeks of grief is easy because people are checking up on you. But after that, it's like you got to deal with it on your own. So you got to remember to check in on these things, and and it's hard because there's so much shit going on. Like, mm-hmm. dog, the 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 fucking the fucking space force. Like we created a new branch of gov- of military for the first time since 1947. That's 63 years, 73 years, and it's not even a top 50 moment in Dump's presidency. No. Like that's that's a historic thing. There's a whole Netflix TV series out right now with Steve Carell. We don't even talk about that shit because so much shit. Like he just keep he's basically like someone once said that Chris Paul basically in, in, in games if he noticed the refs aren't officiating tight, he just starts fouling on every possession because he's like, yeah. you're not gonna call everything, not yeah. on me. Uh-huh. Like so, I'm gonna just I, you only gonna call the egregious <laughs> shit. So I'm gonna just do a bunch of little shit. Because so that when I do the big thing, you be like, oh, that's a foul, but I can get away with these little... T-. That's basically Donald Trump's entire game plan in his presidency. Do mm-hmm. so much illegal shit that they can't catch everything. And that's basically what's happened. 
So he does. There's something big, and then underneath there, like a lot of little things that that just fall under the radar. Like, oh, he is removing us from the World Health Organization, or like <laughs> that won't even be a story in 24 hours. Mm. People will keep talking about him trying to, you know, censor Twitter and all this other shit. But like, nah, man, that like we there's way too there's way too much going on, and like we have we as black people or people who want to consider ourselves activists or, or, or people who follow the movement or, or people that are about that. We have to do a way better job at following up on these things to make sure that life, that when life goes back to quote unquote normal on the ground, that the people that are there that are left picking up the pieces aren't, don't just suddenly become targets and fodder for the local police department to kill. And then uh, it's unsolved cold case. Cause they're not going to mm. give a fuck. Cause you became right. famous for protesting them. Mm. Like we had to, we, we have to we have to form a, a community amongst the people who care about this shit and, and do a better job at just checking up on these things. Like we have to, we have to. And that's actually a perfect segue because um yesterday um just totally out of nowhere Ryan brought up a, a great idea of something he wants to do. Um he wants to basically build a nationwide platform um called No More. Um this platform um is uh is a database of black owned businesses. Um grassroots um organizations um activists um whatever just just a way for people to make connections and um support each other and um it's still in the early stages but once he told me the idea i was like man we need to run with this because you're you're onto something here so um so yeah shout out to ryan uh, i think along the same lines that's that's what we have to do yeah like we have to we have to stay connected to these things and you know, it's hard to not want to jump from one big fire to the next one. But like we mm -hmm. have to remember the aftermath of the fires, too. And there have to be people that are there to like connect the dots and, you know, still like talk about things that have happened in the past. Because if all we do is jump from one big event to the next one, we're not healing the problem. All we're doing mm -hmm. is putting out fires. We ain't stopping the arsonists. We're not right. looking back at the people who were injured by the fire. We're not replanting the trees that were that were burnt down by the fire we're not rebuilding the homes like we have to we have to do that too like there's plenty of stuff to be done and if people who with me with what with the means both morally <clears throat> capitalistically whatever if if those people can turn around and help like that makes this way better for the people who are fighting because you do need people to go because none of us are the types to go out there and like you know organize a gigantic ass protest but if we can use the fact that we're all used to gathering knowledge, that we're, we're good at organizing that shit, <clears throat> like, that helps. And I, I tell people all the time, like, everybody has a skill that's useful. Yeah, I was just going to say that everybody has to use their skill and, and the, utilize your skill that you're given in the best way possible. If you're a writer, write. If you can edit videos, edit videos. You know, anything that you could put towards, you know, the collective cause, do that. Um, you know, there are going to be some people who prefer to put boots on the ground. There are going to be some people who prefer, you know, being the, the mouthpiece of the of the movement so so just whatever your skill i mean i know i can stand in front of a crowd and get them motivated to do anything but but using this platform that we created i feel like that's what i can offer to you know to this so so like you said just got to use your skill and um and put it forward in the best way possible yeah like i i remember after trump got elected i was talking to some co-workers of mine and um you know everybody was like terrified and stuff and um one of my co-workers was like she was like you know i don't feel like i got anything to offer and i was like like shit since i've been here like if i need something you can tell me who to go to mm -hmm. i was like that's a skill that's a that is a skill, skill. when you in a mm -hmm. movement 
to be able to connect people to be like, okay, mm -hmm. y'all, I know this person, I know this person, you can go get this. Like, that's a really valuable skill, but a lot of people don't think of it that way. They just, they think that they need to be the head or it's like, nah, you got to start thinking like on a bigger scale. Like, <clears throat> Lupe on his live, and I don't agree with everything Lupe says, but Lupe on his live this week was talking about strategic exiting and he, you know, used the in Lupe fashion, use the metaphor for this shit, talking about, you know, that time he went to that Street Fighter tournament and beat, like, the number one player in the world. And he said one of the things in, in doing that, he realized that the, those players aren't playing the game, as in the actual game. They're playing the game. They're playing frame rates. They're playing animation mm -hmm. levels. They're playing boxes. They could play that game with stick figures. They're not playing that shit like, they pick characters based on who can recover the quickest from an animation or who can power up the quickest in the animation. And he started talking about, like, <clears throat> if you're going to do a strategic exit of the United States, which was basically his point, how would you get into that? And, like, we, not necessarily on that level, although I have been long been a proponent, proponent of that maybe we should leave the United States, maybe it is time, but... You have to start looking at everything strategically when you start looking at putting together movements. You have to know who's good at what, who can do this, who can do this. And when you think about it on Twitter, we've all built networks. Mm -hmm. We're all connected to some somebody, If even if we don't follow one another. We all know somebody that can get word out there if they wanted to. We all follow somebody that can that can retweet something that'll be seen by somebody else. And if it's seen by the right person, can, and boom. That's how Birmingham Twitter goes viral like every other week. <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't want to end up on Birmingham Twitter, but at the same time, it also it's, it's also a good resource in cases like this. Right, but there's people out there who think that they can't do anything, but it's like, yo, if you got the power to like make some shit, some stupid shit go viral, you can make some important shit go viral if you just do it the correct way. And that's how we have to start looking at these things is rather than thinking that we don't have any like real skill or real value to offer, we have to turn around and look at it like, okay, what do I have? And even if that contributes in a small way, it's helping and it's doing something. Mm. Because this is a tipping point in history. We might look back 50 years from now if we're all fortunate enough to live that long, if, the Earth, if global warming don't kill us first, or murder hornets, or whatever fucking murder new, hornets, new pan or, or or monkeys breaking monkeys into laboratories, stealing, laboratory, stealing shit. Like, <laughs> if, if we're fortunate enough to make it fifty years, like we got like seven different horror movie scenarios out this motherfucker right now. <laughs> like, we got the purge, <laughs> we got Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I robot could potentially pop off. Yes. I don't know if there's been an Alfred Hitchcock movie with bees, but there probably should be. Like we got I mean, birds across enough. Yeah, like <laughs> zombie scenarios could potentially kick up out this M Night Shyamalan mysterious viruses taking out. Like it's mad shit going on out here. But if we're fortunate enough to make it, we might look back on this point and be like, "Damn, yo, 2020 was a tipping point." Mm -hmm. For all the bad and wild shit that's going on out here, there's the potential to do some real shit for the good of this planet if we're smart. If we're smart. If not, if 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 not, we, we could also look back and be like, damn, that was really our last chance to save this fucking planet. And we didn't do it while we're all living in underground sewers or on a fucking freight train like Snowpiercer. <laughs> Because <laughs> like, I ain't trying to live that life. I'm just letting y'all no, know. I watched I'm that not, movie no, a couple no. weeks ago. And I ain't with that shit. Mm -hmm. I ain't with eating ground up bees and doo doo. Like, nigga, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Protein packs. <laughs> yeah. No. Nah, 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 nah. I ain't, I ain't, and, and it wasn't a lot of women on Snowpiercer either for, for you dudes out there. 
Yeah. Because I was disgusted with myself because I went and read up something on the movie and I saw the director's comments and I was like, hey, bro, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 he- it's heavily implied. Yeah, of, uh, and, and and once again, the the matter isn't the the homosexual relationship. The matter is that like they were basically passing around the youngest guy on the train. Yeah, which which who also, also like, could kill anybody, also, which was also also ter- also terrible pun. But yeah, right. Well, I mean, this is actually a probably a decent enough segue to our next topic. What is our next topic? Why does... And I don't even feel right saying this word out loud no more because I never mm-hmm. say it anymore. Like, I barely abbreviate it. Why does no homo have a Wikipedia page? Yeah, when you told me that, my reaction was, wait, huh? Like, because Cameron po- posted it on his Twitter. It was like, they're saying the origin is this. Why? And I went and looked, and I was like, okay, maybe this photo. Nah, nah, yeah. there's, a, there's a Wikipedia page for the phrase no homo. And it's like super academic. Has, yeah. Of course, like the footnotes and. Yeah, it has like academic, like people like really talking about the shit. Like, yeah, you know, the phrase originates in toxic masculinity and. What? Why? <laughs> Why is that a thing? I feel like this is like when I think it was like Teen Vogue or whatever, like a few years ago, or it was like some magazine and they tried to define what like fuckboy means and they totally got it wrong and all the black people were like. Yeah, that's not what the fuckboy means. As a matter of fact, you better not call anybody a fuckboy in public because them, them fighting words there. That, so. That's also why white people shouldn't just be getting the keys and learning our slang because they misconstrue the shit. Well, I, 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 anyway. I, I, will, I, will, I will say this um, before before we pivot back. I think it's because we have this global community that um, slang happens in real time, and it, it's not it's not like that three or five year delay anymore. Like people see, you know, like like no cap, and then all of a sudden, like no cap is the word that everybody uses. Like there's not not that delay anymore. So therefore, people are like it would basically be me. Um, trying to read like let's say i don't know portuguese but it'd be trying to like me trying to read portuguese but like getting like the conjugation of like verbs and stuff wrong because i can only say it like phonetically but i I have no idea what the hell it means so so basically when they try to use that language they pick up but they get the context wrong because you're not you know but you're not in in that culture so you don't know what the hell you're right but that also comes from us giving them like way too much access for them to feel comfortable about reporting on the shit anyway because there was a while that like hip-hop and slang and all that shit they consumed it but they weren't comfortable enough to talk about it in public Mm. we made them comfortable enough to talk about it in public which is the problem like we could have kept that shit taboo counterculture like i just i just thought about that 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 random guy like a few weeks ago who was like um he was like the tweet says something like Nelly is like not off the culture and and everybody's like who the hell and i like to i would like to preface this with and I say this all the time, like growing up, I was one of the few people who did not like Nelly, but at the same time, this man went diamond, which is a feat that not very many have done. Like you could there, count. There, there have been eight hip hop albums that are diamond. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them are double albums, except for Nelly, Eminem's mm-hmm. two albums <clears throat> and uh, MC Hammer. M Pimp Juice and Us and Jaden. Yeah. But Jay's but never yeah, gone to, diamond. Like your yeah, favorite, go- your favorite rapper has never gone diamond. Like it's mm-hmm. a very it's I think it's if I'm not mistaken Tupac, Biggie, Outkast, double albums. All these are double albums, by the way, except the Beastie Boys. Um, but Beastie Boys, Outkast, uh, 
Pac, Biggie, Eminem, MC Hammer, and Nelly. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And they were all double albums except for Hammer, M, and the Beastie Boys. So, yeah, to say something that was definitely a cultural moment for us is not of the culture. Yeah, you don't have any place to say that. And in case you're wondering why double albums matter, if you if back then when it was discs, if you put out a double album, it, the sale counted twice. So all those mm. double albums did not actually sell 10 million records. The only albums that have actually sold, quote unquote, 10 million records are uh, the Eminem show, the Marshall Mathers LP, Country Grammar, and one of those Beastie Boys albums. And uh, Hammer, Hammer Don't Hurt Me. Hammer Don't Hurt Me. Hammer, Hammer, Hammer Don't Hurt Me. Yeah, like it, the list is very small. So for mm-hmm. like, and I... If, if my brother was on here, he would tell you how much of a net. Like, he was walking around this motherfucker with vocal everything. Oh, um, man. We're we going to get into some heated arguments then. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm definitely just going to troll him. Like, hey, man, Nelly, Nelly was trash. Hey, but listen, man. man. Like, regarding that versus, I actually thought Nelly had a puncher's chance going in. If he played the right songs and kept his heat and played it strategically. But that motherfucker was playing some bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck was wrong with him somebody should have slapped him upside and, and, his head and, and luda left it on the table yeah luda, luda did music on luda yeah. did but like i don't know it's kind of like with the 112 versus yesterday when you play anywhere like song 12 or only you would like like no you say that sh- even though they won handily but like mm-hmm. you say that shit you save the haymakers for the end you save the shit that everybody wants till the end like you don't come out with your haymakers because then it's like all right well, what the fuck you finna play because like the thing with luda is luda played a lot of his big songs early but he left them features for later mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. yeah y'all niggas forgot i did this mm-hmm. like those are the things that like win you versus like nelly was sitting playing the big shit i'm like uh what, what are you doing, dude? Like, because, again, I've I've listened to enough Nelly and St. Lunatics in my life because my brother's older than me. He got a driver's license. I'm sorry. License. I'm sorry, man. He got a driver. Hey, listen. Country Grammar and uh, the Free City. You, you had you had you had sweat and suit. Not, no, no, I was off, I was off the I was off the train. I was off I was off the Nelly shit by then because I have I had my own car. wasn't no 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 sweat and suit uh-huh. wasn't getting wasn't getting no burn over here, but. Country Grammar, Nellyville was alright, but Country Grammar and Free City had a lot of fire on it. Like, and there's a lot of okay. fire on those albums, but Nelly chose to play other, like, he ain't even played the Tim McGraw joint. Like, I, and I know nobody wants to hear that shit, but nobody like, wants to hear that. that was a big-ass record. Like, that's, that's cool, but no one wants to hear that. You play, He was playing, I was like, what? Why are you playing? Nobody wants to hear this shit. Like, but, nobody but it, wants to hear this shit. But it's crazy though that these artists like they have such a different idea of what their biggest song was or, or their best song than the public. And and, it, and a lot of it goes to like like with verses there, there's a lot there should be a lot of strategy involved, right? Like mm-hmm. Fonte mm-hmm. broke down the whole hits versus jams thing, but it also should be like okay, these are my haymakers that I I know I can win. It's it's like playing spades. Like you gotta know. That just because you got a king of hearts don't mean that that book's walking. You got to wait to play that shit. You got to wait to play a low spade and know when to cut strategically and be like, oh, you played this bullshit? Bet I'm finna steal around right here. Like, there's a lot of that to this. Like, this ain't like, oh, put up your favorite 20 records and we'll judge them as a whole. This isn't like an NBA game where it's a cumulative score. This is round by round. Whoever has the most is a boxing match. Whoever has the most, yeah, it, the most books it, wins. It would require like a, an insane amount of discipline, but I would actually prefer like categories like best yeah. album cut, best feature, you know, um, 
biggest biggest hit you know stuff like that especially if you go in with like the especially if you go in with this free form or or artists who aren't in necessarily in the same vein like scott mm -hmm. storch and manny like that was a bit of a that, that like, was, yeah yeah like I, I you needed categories in that one like or if you're gonna go with uh m versus dmx i need categories in that one because they make mm -hmm. two totally different veins of rap like i don't need to hear M versus X because that's not this. I don't need them just picking their own records. I need to know. Okay, put up Renegade versus Blackout. Let's go your. Let's go your best J feature. Yeah. Best, oh yeah. Like let's let's go with your best club record. Let's go with your biggest hit. Let's go and then you can do ten versus like or ten versus ten down the line. Like start them off with categories so that it's fair and then like okay because too many of these artists are just playing bullshit. Like mm -hmm. oh my, I was. I, well, Jagged Edge, I ain't had no faith in to begin with, but even yeah. one, even one twelve, I was looking at some of the shit they was picking. Well, fifty six, because it was only half of one twelve there. <laughs> but, like, I'm looking at fifty six, like, yo, what are you, what are you niggas? Why are you playing anywhere right now? Like, why are you playing only you right now? Like, that's a smash, dude. That's that's like that's like when um when Genuine left TGT and somebody said, I guess um TG, TGT stands for Tyrese Gibson and Tank now, like. <laughs> It's like this. It's like the same thing. Cause like, like yeah. I started calling one twelve fit. So they were supposed to come through some festival in Atlanta when I still lived there, and it was, like they broke up right beforehand. And like a couple of the women at work was like, "Oh my god, we want to go." I was like, "I was like, why? I want to see fifty six. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "It's only half of one twelve now. Like oh, it, it can't be one twelve. It's only fifty six. And I was like, "Man, get the fuck." And and me like I I grew up listening to a lot of one twelve. My mom liked one twelve. My dad was a big bad boy fan. So I listened to a lot of one twelve growing up. I personally like I knew Slim and then like whoever else was singing on the song. And I thought whoever else was singing on the song was just cute. I didn't know the other two niggas could actually sing. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I was like, so is it the two that can actually sing, or is it like a mix of them, or is it the other two? And then they was torn like it's two different one twelves for a while. So you had it like the Temptations. It's so, like the Temptations movie. Which... Yeah. I was like, so we got two different fifty sixes out here? Like so what is it? Like <laughs> Like, what the fuck is going Like, one group owns the Instagram, one group... Like, I'm dead ass. Like, I know I checked, like, a couple wait, months ago. Wait. One group owns the Instagram, and then the no. other two own the website. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Slim and Mike have the Instagram, and I think Deron and Q had the website for a while. But then they, like, some lawsuit shit. I don't know. I don't know. I just know 56 was playing some, some shit that I was like, hey, you niggas bugging. Like, they ain't play sweet. They ain't play a lot of this shit. That I was like... You know, Jagged Edge only got three songs for real. They got the ballad. Yeah, they only got three songs. They yeah. got the ballad. They got the remix to the ballad, and then they got the generic club record. That's it. Like those all are right, Jagged right, so, Edge's three records. So, so hypothetical. What's your what's your dream versus matchup if you could pick one? That's a tough one. I would probably say. I would probably go, Lupe. Nah, cause ain't really nobody Lupe can go up against, honestly. Like not from a not from a same vein standpoint. Mm -mm. Um, <laughs> this might actually be like off off the um, off the beaten path here, but um, actually, you know what? I want to see Pharrell. I want to see Pharrell versus the Justice League. I see. Okay, see to me, the only person that. Pharrell, or or if you want to just include the Neptunes as a whole, can go up against is is Timbaland, but Timbaland already already wasted himself by battling Swiss Beats, which I don't know how that happened. I I don't know, but 
no, I, f- I feel like Justice League would pair up well with someone like like DJ Toomp or something. I know you're or not Bing. into like Southern rap, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking more like not like hard hitting beats, more of like beautiful, intricate sounds. Yeah. Like, but if we, I mean, I guess if we talking artists, I don't know. What's yours? Mine, um, and this is something I want to see because almost because like the, the the meta commentary of it, like the 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 battle itself would be good, but at the same time, it would just be like so entertaining to just watch these two groups. <laughs> Jodeci versus Drew Hill. Oh yeah. Because I think uh, because because you already know Woody would would leave the group in the middle of the verses and then Casey and JoJo would be performing so like Jodeci versus well, Drew. I think I think Casey and JoJo and Cisco are cousins, like if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're yeah, that. Yeah, like I think Casey and JoJo are cousins of Cisco, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I I read that somewhere like yeah. a year ago when. I, I was randomly down a rat of Wikipedia rabbit hole, and I was like, "Oh, these niggas is cousins, like distant cousins." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, yeah, all right." I don't know. I'm I'm trying. I'm thinking like, I don't know. Maybe I might have to go with like more of a more of a new school feel to this. Actually, you know what? If if you're gonna give me my dream versus matchup, and I want to hear these niggas actually versus each other spitting verses, Lupe and Sean Smith. Okay. Yeah, I would love to. Like, the 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 rat nerd in me would love to see that. Or Black Thought mm-hmm. versus Royce, Oof. like some shit like that. Like, and these niggas actually going like verse for verse. I don't care mm-hmm. about songs. No, I no, I, no, I could get behind. I want to hear I verse for that. verse on some shit like this because that would be Black great. Black Thought and Royce pairs up well. I could yeah. get behind that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Black Thought, like Black Thought, because those are just motherfuckers that can just rap. Mm-hmm. Like, just just give me that. I don't want to hear. I don't. <laughs> I, I meant to troll Lee with this when I saw it earlier. Uh, his man's Joel put out a joint project with uh, Crooked. <laughs> <laughs> Lee cannot stand Joel Ortiz. Joel Ortiz is the greatest reacher of all time, man. Like, like I, I'm not a rapper, but I know enough to know that that if you are going to make that punchline, you have to set it up and it has to feel natural. He will reach. He will absolutely reach. He would be. He would say something be like, "Where did that come from?" Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like, there's some times I'll be listening. I'll be like, "Come on, Joel, you bet." Because I've heard, because I've heard man. some fire Joel verses. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be like, "No, nigga, you didn't have to do." Like, Crooked would do the same thing though. Like, yeah, Cro- yeah. Crooked one old oh, one track was like drug abusing fourth grader. I mean, a loaded nine. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why did that thought even come to your head? <laughs> Loaded nine, a fourth grader on drugs. Let's do it. Like, come on, crook. Like, you, you're too good of an MC for that, man. Like, <laughs> too good of an MC for that shit, man. Like, nah, man. Like, we don't. No, that's not something that needs to be said around this motherfucker, man. Like, you wilding the fuck out for even thinking that shit. Like, no, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> the maybe line. Because I never heard that one. The shit Lee said. Maybe. When he said, <laughs> like, so please say the whole lot. Please say the whole lot. I, I hold on. I have to find it because I can Like hold it was, up. it was something to the effect of like the end of spring in in, in a in a insect. Maybe like some shit like that. It was like no nigga. <laughs> 
I'd, I'd um, have to find a lead tweet to, to find it. And it's been like two weeks since then. But this all happened because Lupe was trolling about joining Slaughterhouse, which I wish they would have let happen. Oh God, I wish I would have. They would have let that happen. And and Lee and Lee Lee was like, nah, he needs to replace Joel instead of Joe. And I'm like, nah, because when you think about it, Lupe raps. If you put all of the members in Slaughterhouse, of who does Lupe most rap like? It's Joe Budden. Like, as far as his, he don't like try to do the the monosyllabatic shit. Like he can, mm. but he doesn't. Like he's more a punchline metaphor, and that's more what Joe is. Like the mm. other ones, they just like eat up the track or rap fast. Like if you put him like lined up with anybody in Slaughterhouse. He would be the most natural fit. Joe would be the most natural fit for him to replace. But I would have loved to have seen that, at least a song of it. Yeah. Like, that shit would have been fire. Like, we needed that to happen. But Royce Royce wouldn't let it happen. Royce said, was like, nah. He said it would be something else. And Lupe put up the gift for Royce with the with the rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> Royce having a rocket launcher is still the most... Like, why? For, for Benzino, of all people. Yeah, because... If, yeah, I, I guess I guess he was expecting something different when he had beef with Royce, and Royce was like, "Nah, this is not what you like, want." Like, yeah, bro. like, no, no, no. I have a rock. I have a rocket launcher. Like, I, 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 this is mine. It's in my. I'm in my basement right now. With <laughs> like, a I just casually have a rocket launcher, and I casually have this motherfucker. What's good? Like, Royce, Royce, Royce might be a top five MC of all time just off that alone. Yes, easily. Like just uh, like fuck rapping ability. The fact that you went and beefed with with one of the worst rap like Benzino might be the worst rapper of all time. E- easily. Like if we keeping it a buck. Like I know niggas talk about Silk the Shot, but Benzino might be the worst rapper of all time. And Royce, one of the best rappers of all time, was like, "Nigga, I have a bazooka." Game set match. Nope. Like I don't. I would like you remember when Tory Lanez tweeted that shit out about Royce. <laughs> and like two days later, was like, you know, I, I, I pops tripping. He want me to ask for yeah. my bike back. Like, <laughs> I was just playing, man. Because Royce was like, okay, he was like, you said it, not me. <laughs> if you knew, it was all bad from there. Like he ain't, he ain't escalating. He said, just remember, you said this, and not me. <laughs> and and Tory Lanez came. Yeah, man, I was tripping. And that's, I mean, I don't understand why people haven't realized by now that that Detroit dudes just beef different, man. You do, you do not want to, you do not like, um, like, like that time that um, that Rick Ross, um, had a concert in Detroit, and um, and Trick Trick shut the venue down because he was like, you didn't check in with me. And Trick Trick No Fly Zone was basically you check in with him. And you have a Detroit act opening for you. That was mm-hmm. it. That's all mm-hmm. he wanted. He was like, you're not finna come here and perform, take money from artists that are out here grinding. You gonna come here and you are going to pay homage. You gonna check in with me and you gonna have mm-hmm. a Detroit act opening up for you so we can eat off of you eating in our city. Simple, simple request. Rose ain't do that. Trick Trick was like, oh, okay, bet. Okay. Oh, it like for, if you're a fan of battle rap, you'll know this story. But there's this rapper from New Jersey named Shotgun Shug, who is fucking trash in my opinion. But Shotgun Shug, who's built like a sack of potatoes, <laughs> had the nerve to disproof of D12. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And so Trick Why? Trick was, Trick Trick was like, you cannot come to Detroit. So two battle rappers 
who ran with him at the time, Arsenal uh-huh. and Sue Surf, went to Detroit for a battle. <clears throat> Sue Surf ends up getting arrested in Detroit because he had a gun on him because he was worried about what Detroit niggas would do over Shotgun Shook's comments. Arsenal, it before the battle, gets confronted by Trick Trick. Arsenal, who's known for saying the most disrespectful shit on the planet, who once said to a rapper in front of his face, your uncle was a crackhead with a face full of blackheads, and I'd, I wish, I, I, if I could, I'd uh, bring him back to life so I could wish him back dead. Some shit like that, right? Arsenal gets confronted by Trick Trick. He's like, nah, man, I don't know him. Arsenal gets on stage and starts rapping about how, yeah, I came to Detroit, my man shotgun shook. Trick Trick ran right to the front of the stage and was like, you said you ain't know that, man. Arsenal's leaning back like, hey, says to a blood, hey, cuz, watch these niggas. <laughs> Trick Trick does not play about Detroit. So, yeah, Detroit niggas are a different breed of, like, those are not niggas that you want to fuck with. Like, M, M and Royce was cool for a minute, and then when mm-hmm. them and D12 started beefing, de- yeah, nah, man, Detroit Detroit dudes are not the niggas that you want to piss off. I actually have a funny story involving Detroit, but I won't tell it because it involves my dad. But <laughs> Detroit niggas are not niggas that you want to fuck with. Like, no. just... It just, just period. Like, them niggas are not, yeah, nah, man. Like, Trick Trick's No Fly Zone was respected by damn near everyone, and everyone who didn't, like, there's a there, there's a list of rappers out there who, like, you don't want to cross. Like, everybody makes fun of E-40. But that E-40 you, Biggie no. story. E, yes. Like, 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 people make fun of, um, of, of E-40 all the time, but he, he was really out here, man. The the, uh, I, the article where Biggie they were asking Biggie to rank rappers and he gave E forty a zero out of ten. The story goes allegedly. Just say allegedly here. Allegedly, they booked a concert for Biggie in the Bay Area. When Biggie and crew showed up, it was E forty and a bunch of Crips waiting on that nigga. They reportedly tied that nigga up till Biggie apologized, mm-hmm. and then they let them niggas go. Mm-hmm. MC Hammer also uh, uh, reportedly is of that ilk. Yeah. Rolled oh yeah. A lot of crips. Mm-hmm. There's certain niggas that you just you wouldn't think yeah. it, but those aren't the cats that you want to disrespect. Yeah. The... Yeah. Most of the time, the people you think you could try, you, you shouldn't try. And the people who you shouldn't, and the people you think you shouldn't try, be the ones who you could try. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, nah. And just just assume that all Detroit rappers are of that ilk because they stick together. And I promise you, Trick Trick seems like a very nice gentleman. I do not want to be on his bad side. <laughs> yes, he's a very he does a lot for his community. Yes. He's a no, and, that, and like we ain't even being facetious. Like, 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 seriously, that. seriously, like we're not yeah, even being seriously. facetious saying that. Like no, seriously, he's yeah. out here. He does a lot for Detroit. He is mm-hmm. a, he is a stand up dude. That is not a guy whose bad side you want to be on. So mm-hmm. if you ever are an artist, if you're big enough to be watching this to book concerts in Detroit where Trick Trick cares, but if you are an artist who is booking a show in Detroit and someone says you need to put a Detroit artist on there, just assume you need to put a Detroit artist on there and let it and ask for a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just don't fuck with people from Detroit, man. Detroit people are a different breed. Like that is a that is a city that is legendary for a lot of reasons, and uh, pissing those cats off is not something that you want to do. Yeah, shout out, shout out to um, Scuba Steve, Slaughter Baby. I don't, I don't even know who those dudes are. 
Bro, you know, you know, Sada baby, man. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Block, I know Sada Block party. Yeah, Do yeah, you yeah. believe in my dreams like a Rita, bitch? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Get the preacher to you niggas like a Malcolm X. <laughs> Got powder everywhere, breaking out the press. Hit the road with my love. You know who also seems to be on that list of people you don't really want to fuck with? And it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, but Young Thug. Oh, yeah. No. Yes. Like, apparently, he, he posted a video yesterday talking shit to Sauce Walker. was like, nigga, I'm in your city, but you cannot come to Atlanta anymore. Mm -hmm. Posted that video up of, of game copping please after game, like, ran mm -hmm. off of the mouth. Once again, one artist you would think you shouldn't talk crazy to because he's always nah, popping off at the it, mouth. And the other one you might think because he wore a dress that you can talk crazy to. And the results on that were completely different. <laughs> I, I'll kill you dead, call it dedication. Um, the whole Bar to Six beef when he shot up. Yeah, he shot up Lil Wayne's butt. That was the dude who was <laughs> swaying with the pistol. Like, like j just imagine that dude. Like, just <laughs> I said when that video came out, that is one of the scariest videos I've ever dude, seen. Dude, that scared me so much. I was <laughs> like, like, I like imagine that being the, the the last thing you see. Like, that's that's just a level of thuggery that I don't that I'm not sure that I that, like. <laughs> nah. that, we wasn't prepared to encounter that as kids. Like, we grew up with mm. we grew up with niggas you didn't fuck with looking and behaving a certain way. Those niggas broke the mold and was like. Okay, we dare you yeah. to say something. Which again, mm -hmm. any nigga that's willing to walk around in a dress and that ain't trolling is probably a nigga who's willing to do some shit to you. Yeah, say so he had his AK wise. tucked under the dress. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, nah. I, I believe everything that that young thug says. Nah, <clears throat> and nah, even, th thug thug really with it. Yeah, and even though I I'm I'm not really Ron has tried to get me to be a fan of his music for years. Um, I don't really listen to because it's not for me. But he is one of the most talented people in music. Like, make make mm -hmm. no mistake about it. Like the shit he does to accentuate the beat using his voice as an instrument is is some is an innate talent that not a lot of people give him credit for, and they really should. Like, yeah, really I listened should. to um listen to Barter Six and Jeffrey the other day, and I was like, this this dude was ahead of his time, man. And um, and I'll just go ahead and say it now, like um, I. I mean, I know this is a protege, and and please don't come for me, you know, but Gunna is terrible, and and to see the um the praise that Gunna is getting right now, I was like, man, this is, but but Thug is right here. I could just listen to him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know nothing about none of these. <clears throat> I always see uh, Bryson and them niggas retweeting him, and I'd just be like, I'll just I'll I'll listen to whatever uh, alternative R and B album came out this week. <laughs> 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 That's what I've been on. I I'm so so. so so what what are you listening to right now? I, man, I, I don't so know. It's been a terrible fucking year for music, man. Oh, it has. It's been a shitty year for music. Mm -hmm. Like, Jay Electronica dropped the album that we have been waiting on for like ten years. And that well, now the collective, you. the collective we. Now, yeah, I wouldn't wait. The collective we. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I heard enough Jay Electronica bars to last me a lifetime. The fake Jay Electronica. Jalek Hanukkah. Jalek Ramadan, Muhammad Asalamika. I posted a screenshot of that shit somewhere. And somebody was like, he ain't really say this shit. I was like, no, these are yes, the actual did. lyrics yes, of the did. song. He said, Jalek Ramadan, Muhammad Asalamika, Rasula something, Allah through your monitor. And, I, and I'm not saying something to like disrespect you know, Islam. I'm saying because I don't know what he said and I don't want to get the pronunciation wrong. But yeah, nah. Like, he, that album came and went even with the Jay-Z ghost feature, which was weird. Mm -hmm. Donald Glover. I, I I still refuse to listen to it. I got through like half of it and I was like, all right, I'm, 
there's enough five uh, percenter language in here to last me a lifetime. Like I'm I'm cool. Um, Donald Glover's album came and went. I will say, "Pray for Paris" is still getting spins for me. "Pray for Paris" is a really good album. Who's that? Westside Gun. Uh, boop, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Westside. His that, voice. That's man. a really good. His voice, no, man. He, I can't do it. Dude, he he. But he really rapping on this he, one. Though. I know, but like he could really rap, but he sounds like he just inhaled some helium. <laughs> like he sounds like a parody of like Joe Pesci, like trying to rap, and I just I can't do it. And that's no uh, disrespect I, to him because he can he can spit. And I like to say that I, I got to mention this um, because I was actually listening to it like um like on, on my way back to my place. Benny the Butcher threw out the hardest line of the year. Not that there's many to choose from on this album. He said, um, "Gonna make me Patrick Kane, one of your homies. Let's slide through with the stick and shoot one past the goalie." Benny, Benny the Butcher is, is hard, man. Benny the Butcher is tough. Yeah, yeah, he, him, him, and Push, two of the only rappers that ever made me like look at my life and be like, well, maybe I should sell drugs. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I should. Maybe I should hit the stove. Like, man. like, you know, maybe I should go get some Pyrex and you know some different soda <laughs> and you know try to find somebody that's selling coke and you know make it stretch. You know what I'm saying? See what I can do on these streets. Then I remember prison and I'm like, yeah, nah, never mind. Yeah, nah. nah. Um, but yeah, nah. Donald Glover's album came and went. Fucking the only albums I've really like paid much attention to. This year have been uh, Alina Baraz's album, which is pretty good, and uh, Hablo Brown dropped a new EP. Uh, Who? Hablo Brown. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Neo Soul Group I listened to. But um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You you um, recommend one of the tracks for me? Yeah. Yeah, like other than that, it's mostly been a lot of uh, revisiting. Uh, me saying older albums, same. and and me and Joe talked about this on on, on the Four Hour Show. Um, the if I was an independent artist right now, I would be dropping an album and pushing that shit. Mm-hmm. Because nobody's dropping albums right now. Nobody's dropping right now. Like this is and people need people are looking for shit to listen to right now. This is the perfect time to find new ears. And it's not that there wasn't anything to drop. It's the moment like they were thinking from a commercial standpoint, like these big artists is the moment the moment that coronavirus happens. It's like people are not gonna be in the mind space to hear, you know, any new music. So all But not only that, got, they can't make no money off of it. Yeah, can't like, make any money. They can't tour it. Like we don't know when touring is going to be back to normal. So like I, you might be able to do a smaller venue, like or a drive or a drive-in concert mm-hmm. tour. But then you got to want okay, where's drive-ins? Where are they big enough to these cities? Mm-hmm. Will these people drive out to see me? Like the bigger artists aren't dropping. Like so, if I was an in, if I had some music ready to go and I was trying to like blow, I would have that shit out right now because as Joe always says. Never stop pushing your records. Like you could, you could mm-hmm. be pushing something. You could drop something and push it for the next year, and that shit could blow. Like you never know. But they're talking about like maybe fall of twenty twenty one before touring gets back to normal. Yeah, that's a good eighteen months between now and then that you could be pushing a project and getting that shit out there. And if you have a project out in the marketplace that hasn't blown up, start pushing that shit again. Start pushing it. Because people need new shit to listen to. They want new shit to listen to. Because here's here's one thing we got to move about before I go back to my last point. We got to move away from this model where, and and by the way, this is just the way that it's packaged these days where where music has an expiration date of like three months. Like, nah, man. Like, like, I'm I'm still listening to um to Club Muscle and Guard ready today because good music is good music and it doesn't expire. A very so, a very poignant album 
exactly. right now. Satchmo it's, in the trap spot is very relevant right exactly. now. Exactly. Exactly. Very relevant so, right now. So so yeah, man, it doesn't matter if you've been sitting on that um if you've been sitting on that that album for a year and it hasn't been getting any traction yet, it's gonna be new to somebody, so keep pushing it. Yeah. But the 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 previous point I wanted to make, if there is um if there is one good thing and by the way, there are absolutely no good things about coronavirus. But if there is one good thing about coronavirus is that I don't have to hear Tootsie Slide everywhere I go because that is a god awful song. This motherfucker song. really sat and looked like the, the, the only way I can conceptualize how he made that song was he was drunk or high watching a video of Michael Jackson moonwalk. And because all he's singing about is the moonwalk. Yes. When you do the moonwalk, you put one foot up and you slide the other foot. <laughs> that like that's it. Right foot up, left foot. Sl- he just did something different in the video. But all that shit is the- that's why he said, "Don't you want to dance with me? I can dance like Michael Jackson." He's singing yeah. about the fucking moonwalk. Yeah, man. Like that's it's the not, biggest. It's not. But yeah, man. Yeah, I. I if not you- not John. Not John Blaze. Yeah, no. nah, it's not John Blaze. <laughs> Yeah, if, if, but if you are artist out there, you got a project in the marketplace, push it right now. If you got something that's finna drop, push it. Because I can tell, like, I listen to a lot of music and I'm like, I'm going through like the the, the shit in my library I was listening to like 16, 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going back finding old Desert Storm mixtapes that I was listening to <laughs> way Ooh, back then. A- yeah, because I'm like, I, oh, I, I ain't heard this shit. Because there's nothing out there that's catching my attention. So if you got a project, push it push it mm-hmm. because you you might catch a wave right when shit opens back up to where you can get out there and tour like the big artists aren't dropping because they cannot tour in support of their records right now so they're not about to drop you've got now probably now until at least the end of this year to drop and push a record before the big artists start gearing up for whenever they say okay we can open back up shit will get back to normal we can venues can open up here because make no mistake about it, these artists aren't about to roll out their tours to go do a 400 cap spot that can only fit 100 people because of the distancing rules. They're not doing mm-hmm. that. These artists are not. Maybe some that are desperate for money might, but the big enough artists are not doing that. They're not about to lower their price that much to do that because that sets a bad precedent for them. So you've got a long bubble. They'll probably start dropping about three, four months beforehand, and you'll see it go in waves. It'll be the top-tier artists that can do arenas. It'll be the artists that can't do arenas but can sell out the, the 400 cap spots. You're going to see it in waves. And we don't even know. it. The artists that do arenas might not be able to do arenas because of public safety concerns. Like, that's right. another thing that you got to worry about. They might start playing smaller clubs just to get back out there on the road. So you, you, you have a lot of time. Like, there is a lot of shit that's going to go into when artists start dropping music again. Like I said, I said on the podcast, this is probably the worst time to start a podcast, but the best time to drop some music because the big artists are doing more podcasting than they are dropping music right now. Mm-hmm. So drop, if you got a project ready to go, drop it. If you're working on something, put, if you, even if it's just a fucking song, put that shit out there and let, and, and see, you never know what the fuck can happen. You never know. Plenty of people out here, like, I think if there's one thing that this pandemic has taught us is that the we knew this, but the world relies on creators a lot more than it likes to give it credit for. Because mm-hmm. everybody's looking for a new TV show to watch, a new book to read, a new podcast to listen to, a new album to spin through. Like, you, people with nothing yeah, we're, to do. Yeah, we're, we're learning real quick that the credit is given to the people who push the product and not the people who make the product. Exactly. You need people who, to make the product, and we took that for granted because... We constantly get, you know, this content pushed towards us, but these creators right now don't have a way to get their stuff out, and now people are hungry for more content. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 
I don't want to say I wish, but if something like this had been going on when I was like 22 or 23, oh man, I'd be out here and 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 the the means to distribute mu- your music was the way it is now. Because like when I was 22, 23, it was like, oh, you can go on through TuneCore, get shit in the iTunes store. How many people gonna pay ten ten dollars for a record that they ain't never heard of? Somebody right. ain't never heard of. Like now, when you already paying for a streaming service, you can get it for free. What harm? Like even if one out of every ten people listens. That's still something, man. And I would be contacting podcasters like, hey, can you feature my song on, on you know, on the intro, outro of your project? Like, you you don't, you never know. You never you know. You never know. That, that, that is my point. If you are an artist, take advantage of the fact that it is easier to get, it is easier for people to, to get to your music or your art than it has ever been before. And they are hungrier for that shit now than they've ever mm-hmm. been before. People want that shit. Find your niche, find an audience. And if you can cultivate 50 to 60 listeners, that that will propel your shit and maybe get you to a couple places, man. That's all I'm saying. Start. There's plenty of outlets and venues for that shit. So far, sounds, pick up music, uh, team backpack. Like, there's a lot of places you can get your music right now that people want it. So, like, go out there and push that. This wasn't even a part of the docket, but I felt like that needed to be said again. Oh, no, nah, that's 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 the beautiful thing about us. It. Like, really, never having been format. I mean, you never know what we end up in. We get to you know approach subjects like that. So I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, we got anything else? I, that's it for me, man. All right, because I'm I'm fucking hungry. I, I spun out of work and immediately started doing this. <laughs> spun out of work and immediately started doing this shit. I ain't fucking ate since like three o'clock. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, man, you need to go eat. Yeah, yeah, we rolled up about we rolled about six hours. Of, I'm probably about to just go to cookout and get a burger or something. That's the only motherfucking thing. Yeah, uh, blackness. Hold on. Blackness. Every, every time when that when I'm listening to that album and that comes on, I, I instinctively I die, whatever I'm doing, I <laughs> man, I die laughing every time I hear that man. Blackness. They just want to see your praises like <laughs> blackness. We always love that nigga. I I'll be in the office. Somebody like the fuck are you doing? I'm like when I'm listening to it. Uh, it's just no, just instinctively blackness. Again, tying us back to the point, blackness, man. But yeah, man. Um, tune in next week. I'm probably not doing my pod this week if you're a listener to that because I don't have the energy. Um, I need to relax after this week's event, so I'll probably put this audio on that pod's channel um, or something to that effect. I don't know. Um, but yeah, tune in next week. Same bat channel. Might be the same bat time. We don't know. <laughs> we, we never know. We drop unexpectedly. You know, a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts around this shit. But um, make sure you log on to the Kids Wear Crowns. Check out what we got going on over there. Check out the Don't Call It a Podcast feed that Ronnie and Ryan are doing around election 2020. Make sure you check out on last week's episode. You and D still doing that, right? Yeah, me and D still doing right. on last week's episode. Yep. Make sure you check out on last week's episode. Check out the 4-Hour Show. Make sure you log on to the site. We ain't written nothing in a while, but we got a lot of podcasts and shit going on. Uh, make sure you follow the uh, the KWC blog on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at 4Eyes, the Roman numeral 4 underscore eyes on IG. Uh and Twitter, um, yeah. Unless they suspend me for because they've been suspending every motherfucker. Oh, it's it's coming. They suspended everybody but the right person. Everybody, everybody but the right wingers. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll be back. Same bat channel. Make sure you tune in. We appreciate all the love and support. Um, thank you for everybody that's been tuning in, spreading content. Big shout outs to Jehovah. Um, shout outs to uh, you know everybody that's been rocking with the site for as long as they've been rocking with it. Man, we really appreciate it. Um, we're glad that you guys have allowed us to expand this platform to continually doing what we do. You got anything else? 
You summed it up perfectly, man. Just um, thanks for watching. And keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back. Peace. Peace.